0: You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale on 1.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at Michigan House Bill 4001. Governor Whitmer announced in her State of the State address in January a tax reform plan. This plan is being borne out by Democrats in the state legislature in House Bill 4001. Over five years, the proposal is estimated by the Senate Fiscal Agency to cost $3.8 billion. The tax portion has three main provisions. First, it raises the state's working family credit, which is an earned income tax credit. Known federally as the EITC, it's a credit for low income workers that seeks to encourage work and is substantially higher for individuals with children. For an individual with no children, the maximum credit is $560 for fiscal year 2022. With one child, that's 3,733. For two children, it's 6,164 and with three children it's nearly seven thousand dollars that's all at the federal level well many states 28 to be exact seek to match the federal earned income tax credit at the state level currently michigan matches at a rate of six percent so a person who is eligible for say a thousand dollars from the earned income tax credit at the federal level would get sixty dollars at the state level house bill 4001 would change that matching rate to 30%. So now someone getting a $1,000 credit at the federal level gets a $300 credit at the state level. Because it's a tax credit, that means that you subtract it from the amount of taxes that you're supposed to pay. And it's refundable, so if the amount of the EITC you're eligible for is higher than the taxes that you would otherwise owe, you'll end up on net paying no taxes and actually getting a check. Not just a refund, but on total, getting back more than you paid in. A second, the bill would allow retirees to deduct Social Security, pension, annuity, and other retirement income from the state income tax. This provision would phase in, being only 25% of the benefits allowed to be deducted in 2023, up to deducting $42,000 per individual, that's $84,000 for married couples, by 2026. Finally, the bill would provide a $180 credit to each tax filing household in Michigan for this past year to send some of the surplus from state revenue back to taxpayers. So to clarify, this is per household. So a married couple filing jointly would get a total of $180 between both of them. For a married couple who files separately, each spouse would be eligible for $90, maintaining only $180 per couple. Of course, an unmarried individual will get $180 And so an unmarried couple, they would be eligible for $180 each. So that's $360 in tax credits. And because the state has had some revenue surpluses in recent years, the bill ends with addressing spending. It's a reallocation of corporate income tax money. Instead of sending it all to the state's general fund, as currently happens, the corporate income tax revenue would put its first $1.2 billion in the general fund. And then the next dollars would go to other special projects and funds. $50 $50 million to the Michigan Housing and Community Development Fund, which provides grants and loans to finance various housing projects across the state to support affordable housing. $50 million to the Revitalization and Placemaking Fund, which offers grants for real estate projects that are rehabilitating vacant and blighted structures and establishing infrastructure for those projects. And $500 million to the SOAR Fund, which is likely familiar to many longtime listeners. It's the state's economic development fund used to spur large commercial investments in the state, such as EV battery plants, most recently. Now, all of these are spending measures, they wouldn't just have spending effects. It would reduce the surplus of the state's revenue, which under Michigan law would trigger an automatic tax cut for this coming year, because the surpluses have been large and sustained. Instead, with these new allocations, the tax rate will stay at 4.25% instead of declining to 4.05%, giving all Michiganders a tax cut. There was much controversy when House Democrats put the bill to a vote without allowing floor debate. I spoke with State Representative Andrew Fink, and he said that the plan just does not make sense as a unified whole and has suffered from its negotiations taking place behind closed doors. The majority in each chamber has decided to handle them through a conference committee process, which excludes input from nearly every member, all but three in each chamber. These things have suffered from not going through a committee process and being prodded in that way, in my opinion. Both the tax and spending plans that, that the governor's laid out don't seem to have, in my opinion, uh, coherence. But uh, the, the current scheme appears to be designed to prevent the otherwise guaranteed income tax cut that every Michigan citizen and small business would be entitled to. In her State of the State address, in January, Governor Whitmer outlined the benefits of each aspect of this proposal from the EITC to retirement and the new economic development allocations. Data shows boosting the Working Families Tax Credit also closes health and wealth gaps. Seniors who served, saved, and did everything right deserve to keep more of what they earn. And if we get this done, we can move faster year-round to compete and win cutting-edge manufacturing projects and bring more supply chains home. We can create opportunity for you and your family and support local economies and small businesses across our state. Well, the bill has passed both houses of the state legislature. A conference committee recently meddled out differences between the Senate and House versions, and the new version should be passed shortly. The governor is expected to sign the bill. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.